On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Extraordinary. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen the film, just be aware that there may be spoilers. Enjoy! Oh, hello. There is something very spooky that I can see right now. For our listeners, it is various characters from the movie Cats. 2019. Yeah, not Cats 2025 when they do a good remake. When we do a good remake. (laughs) When we do it, we play every character. With actual cats. So it's it's like the Lion King, (laughs) but with cats. So rather than having like humanoid cats, it's actually just cats. Why didn't they do that in the first place? You want terrifying CGI cat people, uh, cat things running around. Yep. I want the mouths moving with the song, but that's it. Everything else, dead animal eyes. <laughs> Disney's cats. Disney's the cat cannot, king. Cannot wait for this. It sounds incredible. <laughs> No, I thought you'd appreciate that as you just texted me this story by Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I think this is true. It's the kind of thing you read it and you're like, I'm not sure if this is true. Um, but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would lie, does he? Like, for funny stuff. He's not a funny person, is he? He's not a comedian. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not a funny person. I think a lot of his work is large-scale trolling. Like, have you ever seen Starlight Express? I have. I saw that when I was a child. Well, that is just absolutely bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> a literal, a literal child when I saw that. Um, so uh, yeah, it is a very odd thing about fast-moving trains and men on roller skates. I think is it about trains? Yeah, it's about trains and stuff. I don't. I've never seen it. But I've just seen like clips of it. So I, I think it is. It's like a kind of trains but they race or something like that right Um, racing trains yeah racing trains um like the the snow patrol song chasing cars apart from racing that's the one um so yeah yeah, basically he's in a recent interview that someone asked him about the adaptation of cats and he said that he hated it and but the good thing to come out of it was that he got he had to get like a comfort dog because he was so distressed by um how how badly the reaction was how bad the reaction was to the film (laughs) which is and then he took the comfort dog on a plane and told the airline about it and they were like do you really need this comfort dog and they he was like hey cats 2019 and then they were like yeah fine (laughs) Which is a fair. Do you think assessment. this is true? Do you think this? I, I don't necessarily think it's true or not. Um, one thing we all love about Andrew Lloyd Webber is that he loves to lie. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. What is what is musical theatre except extravagant lying? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love it. <laughs> so he's not just a liar; he's an extravagant, <laughs> an liar. extravagant liar. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I like to think it's true. I like to think that he was so offended by the Cats movie that he went out and bought a dog out of spite. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cool story, Andrew Lloyd Webber, despite you being a massive liar. He's a big old liar. 
We haven't done any musicals for a while, have we? I haven't tortured you with any musicals. No, we haven't, we haven't done any musicals. I know that we, we have discussed what we're going to do for Christmas, haven't we? And I think one of the movies there is music adjacent. Um, so Is it? Yes. Yeah, it is. I'll, I'll tell you about it offline. You'll have to tell me about that offline, yeah. We don't want to spoiler it too much. I mean, if you look on our Twitter, you can see that we've already committed, or, well, I made the executive decision to commit to watching A Castle for Christmas, which appears to be the next sort of next levelling up of the Netflix Christmas rom-com agenda, which stars Gary Elwes, our main man. Yeah, I'm extremely happy about that. Um, yeah, I've got no no concerns about that movie. I'm all over it. Brooke Shields, Gary Elwes, Castle, Grumpiness um it's that's what the pitch was it was just a, all those words on a <laughs> that's page all like, it printed was. out in very large what, font what they did was this is how netflix decides what movies it's going to make they have a tombola with <laughs> various words written on pieces of paper thrown in it and then they just give it an old shake up they use the old wheelie thing to mix it all up and the then, wheelie thing and then one of the execs just pulls out four words and then they have 15 minutes to make a movie sort of uh, a story kernel out of that that's how netflix does it yeah they go on imdb and they search the like not super famous actors and not that bad actors. There's a kind of a, a middle ground, isn't there, of people you've heard of but who aren't super expensive anymore. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a, there's um, a term used for video games as AAA games, which are the top tier, very expensive ones. And then you've got AA games, which are the ones between uh. AAA and indie games. And so it's the, the AA actors. But I like to think they've got a second Tombola or maybe a little bingo thing and uh, and then they pull out the actors as well. Yeah, an actor tombola. Do do our American listeners know what a tombola is? By the way, I, I feel <laughs> look, like that must might be up. a weird British thing that only happens at like village fates. And maybe we need to explain <laughs> what those are as well. We could be here all night. <laughs> um, it's um, yeah, it's it's uh, basically a very dark form of magic. Um, it's uh, which which only village halls have. Um, it's ancient English magic, as old <laughs> as the ancient, hills. <laughs> Tom Tombola, no, Tombola is just the the English name for a zamboni. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That's right. When you're going across the ice, you you use that to kind of just throw up some ice on top of all the things, and you need to randomly pick a thing out of it. Put your hand in the ice and just pull it out. I I wonder do they do they have raffles in the US they must do raffles must be a thing right it's a raffle it's a fancy raffle but that also seems like a sort of British village fate thing doesn't it it does but it seems too quaint for them raffles must be a thing yeah it's way if you don't know what a raffle is <laughs> <laughs> it's like a waffle but you spell it it's with the R British instead. version of a waffle yeah. we, we put um, bitterness on it instead of syrup and we serve yeah. it with lies. And we dust some coal on top of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the traditional way of eating a waffle. It's called a raffle. Oh, I never had a coal raffle, mate. Oh, mate, coal raffle. Back in my day, you'd come home from a, a long day of, of school, uh, you know, doing your... You got your to go to school, tables. mate. You got to go to school, mate. Check your privilege. I was down the mines at your age. <laughs> and then as a treat for doing well at school, they give you a coal raffle. 
<laughs> yeah, those were the days, mate. Those were the days. Bring them back. But at least in those days, you could get petrol. So. <laughs> this this island truly is cursed, isn't it? A cursed yeah. island. Cursed by our own decision-making. It's not some kind of, of ancient magic curse. It's just that the curse is the stupidity of our population. No, we very much brought this curse upon ourselves. Not you and me specifically, but anyone who voted for Brexit. <laughs> yeah, we're perfect. We've never done anything <laughs> no, wrong. No, we've never done anything wrong. No, it's like in um, Beauty and the Beast, how the he gets cursed because the old hag comes to his castle and he's like, get away from here, hag, I will not take you in. And then she curses him for being a vain, self-centred prince. <laughs> we are a vain, self-centred country. Yep. I actually uh, think that's a very good analogy, and I'm pleased with myself. It is, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. Um, and this is Beauty and the Beast 2000 and whatever. Gaston played by Luke <laughs> Evans' version, not the cartoon. Yeah, the, the lesser version. <laughs> the, the the only shining light of that film is Luke Evans, as we have we have discussed before. Josh, not... Josh Gad, Josh Gad not going to mention? No, because it was queer baiting from Disney, and then they didn't do anything with it. So oh, he yeah, can fuck he can true. fuck off as well for that. Sorry, Josh Gad, I am a fan <laughs> of you, but you you got played bad by Disney. Yeah, um, yeah, but but movies that can't fuck off, I don't want to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> very awkward segue uh, any, into this. Any Irish film is good. <laughs> any Irish film. Uh, caveat. Irish films made by Irish people. There are several <laughs> Irish movies yeah. not made by Irish people. Caveat does not them. include Leap Year or P.S. I Love You. <laughs> For me, it includes P.S. I Love You. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna own that one all all over that masterpiece. Yeah, you're but welcome yeah, to it. Le- Leap Year, not so great. But a movie that I thoroughly enjoy is Extraordinary. Yes, I really enjoyed this. This was great fun. I thought you'd like it. I did think you'd like it. You you hadn't seen this before, had you? No, I'd never seen this before. And it's a really, really good departure from Mandy, which we watched <laughs> yes. last week. Very different movie. Um, this one may be more in keeping with the themes of our podcast, I think it's yeah. fair to say. This, this is our, our bread and butter. Spooky yeah. bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Bread and pumpkin butter. So... It- <laughs> Precisely. So Extraordinary um, is a mumblecore comedy about people who can talk to ghosts, I guess is the best way to describe it. It's this quirky, low-key, character-driven comedy, but it also has a satanic ritual (laughs) in it. (laughs) And a big old demon summoned. And a big old demon summoned. Um, but I, I, I watched this for the first time. I think it was on Netflix a couple of years ago. Um, and now it's not. Of course, and now it's that's not. That's what happens whenever you want to watch anything. I was pleased to see that actually recently Netflix still have the Studio Ghibli films. I was like really worried that those would be on there and then disappear quickly. See, I, I was thinking that they'd end up on, um, on Disney Plus because of the distribution rights, etc. The Disney has long standing with 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 studio ghibli and i wonder if yeah. maybe at some point they'll they'll make the jump over um but the thing that i'm really happy about being on netflix is uh the 1999 version of the haunting have you ever seen this yes i have we talked about this the other day didn't we <laughs> yeah. this is a hilarious film 
And yeah, this is appropriate for this month because we it's not part of our plan to discuss, but we can talk about it a little bit, can't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I saw it when I was yeah a couple of years later, maybe when we we're like you're at school and you're thinking, oh guys, let's watch this watch a scary film, but you can't really. You know, back in those days, we didn't really have good internet access. It was like whatever you could sort of get hold of on DVD or maybe even VHS. Well, probably like a DVD or like a dodgy VCD copy that the guys from Hong Kong brought back. And one of those, I think, was The Haunting. And later on, we started to get scarier stuff. But this was, yeah, before we'd gotten to any really horrible films, we saw this and we like kind of were scared by it, but also knew it was total rubbish. (laughs) It's it's truly awful, but in the best possible way. Um, it's yeah, a remaking of of the original haunting based on the original novel, yada yada. But it is just the the worst hack nonsense from that era of horror movies. Um, it's literally you've got to spend one night in a haunted house, yeah, yeah, to get the house. <laughs> well, well, no, that's not the plot. The plot is that it's a it's a, a psychiatric uh, experiment going on. Um, from, from oh, a psychology right. professor into sorry, into I've just got to go and let Claire in. She's at the door. Ah, okay, no worries. Hello, hello. Are you talking shit about me? No, I was. I I thought I'd be nice for you in the edit and just be silent for a bit, so it's easier to spot. Oh, that's nice. Um, so, so yeah. The, so the, yeah, back to the, the haunting. haunting. Um, yeah. So it's based on the um the original novel, The Haunting of Hill House, by Shirley Jackson. Then there was an incredible 1963 film adaptation, which is one of those movies from the era that's really stood the test of time. And then, of course, you've got The Haunting of Hill House by Mike Flanagan, which is a very loose. Uh, adaptation but one of the best things to come out of horror in in recent memory but sandwiched between these these three great works you've got 1999's the haunting directed by Jan de bont who directed speed uh twister speed 2 oh wow um and lara croft tomb raider the cradle of life um so actually aside from <laughs> cradle of what now never so heard that's of that the, one. that's the sequel to lara croft tomb raider Oh, right. Um, it's it's not particularly good. But, you know, you've got Speed and Twister there. Those are two pretty good action movies. But action movies do not translate well into horror movies. And The no. Haunting is one of the least scary horror films ever. You know, this would be like Michael Bay's Gormenghast or something. <laughs> Michael Michael Bay's The Woman in Black. Yeah, it, it, it's that. Um, <laughs> but but the, what's incredible about the haunting is it's got this incredible cast. It, you know, it's got Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Lily Taylor, Owen Wilson, Bruce Dern, Virginia Madsen. It's got these great actors in it. Um, it's back when Owen Wilson was doing things other than comedies and Wes Anderson movies. Um, a couple of years after the truly fantastic, and I don't mean this ironically, Anaconda. You, you've seen Anaconda. Yeah, yeah, not for a long time, but yeah. That is truly a ridiculous film. truly incredible film i will not hear a bad <laughs> word about anaconda it is that is on netflix i might add so do do go and watch that yeah. um but yeah that, that's a truly awful film but you know it's the beginning of, of october it's the beginning of spooky season of course i bloody watched the haunting 1999 <laughs> what else am i gonna do it's right there and it's truly entertaining in the best and worst possible ways the bit that um, stayed with me as i said to you is when like she's lying in the big four post to bed and all these like spiky worm things come out and just start torturing her for no reason 
yeah, it's it's one of those movies where they started using CGI vaguely well, but not really. So there's all these experimental bits of CGI in it that just look very bad now. Um, and yeah, it's it's extremely extremely good fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, almost the antithesis of um, extraordinary though, which which like we we said is really it's really uh, human and down to earth and low key most of the time and i think that works so well doesn't it it's extremely human and extremely funny but as yeah low key is exactly the right word for it because it doesn't necessarily make you laugh out loud and it just sort of plods along um but almost every line i was laughing i think yeah it's it's got such a great um idea of comedy um even the the small things like one of the main characters being called martin martin <laughs> um is just inherently funny yeah um it's it's yes so the general plot is um rose rose dooley is a driving instructor who also is a psychic who can speak to ghosts and calm ghosts and do exercises. but she doesn't do it anymore no, she doesn't do it anymore because she blames herself for the death of her dad, who was a famous TV psychic. And you um, know what? Driving instructor is an inherently funny profession, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you can that's, get that's all sorts funny of funny in a film. You can get all sorts of, of comedy out of out of being a driving instructor because it's all based around that interaction in an awkward environment. You know, you can always get funny stuff out of it. Um, did you? Did you ever? I know you don't drive, but did, have you ever had lessons? Yes, so um, the the I did learn, but my driving instructor was not the most reliable human being, um, and so <laughs> when it came time for me to take my test back when I was younger, um, obviously I'm a I'm a summer baby as well, so that that time limit was relatively small unless I started immediately when I turned seventeen before I went off to uni, which I did not. I started a little bit yeah. later than that. Um, Same problem here. Uh, the um, yeah, he, he went off on a big old holiday when I was ready to take my test. And by the time he got back and was so difficult to pin down, it was basically time for me to go to university. So I was like, well, there's no bloody point in me wasting all this money to take my test now, is there? Um, given that I can't get it booked in, I'd have to come back home from university to do it. So I never did. Um, and to be fair, I haven't really needed to drive at all. And now, you know, I, I intend to go back and just do a crash course at some point and just get it done. Um, but at the I, same I don't time, think that driving instructors call it that. Well, they should do for obvious reasons. <laughs> they, sh- they should do. <laughs> I want my I want my alpha male um, driving instructor crash course where it's all manly and there's explosions everywhere. You want to be taught by Arnie. I want to be taught by Jason Statham. Jason Statham teach me teach me how to drive. <laughs> Isn't that what the transporter's about? <laughs> <laughs> that's the prequel to the transporter when he learns how to transport stuff yeah but yeah it's an inherently funny profession that attracts odd people and i think it's nice to have a nod to that in this film yes yeah exactly um but yeah she she gets asked by uh by martin to to come and help um with the the spirit of his wife who is getting increasingly angry <laughs> in in his in his house his um, wife who was killed by a clock that he made for her falling off the wall and falling on her head yes yeah um but by doing this and by them then going to try and 
solve this. Um, they stumble onto this satanic plot by a washed-up one-hit wonder star, <laughs> played brilliantly by Will Fort. I've just got to say, he he you is know, it Fort or Forte? Because there's an I e assume. On the end. I assume Fort because surely Forte would have an uh, accent. You know, yeah. So like, in my head, it's always Will Forte because it looks like Forte, like in music when you say something Forte, like the piano Forte, right? Like in Italian. Yeah, but no, he's not Italian. He's, that's that's, that's my head canon. Do you know? Do you want to guess how old Will Forte is? He's forty. <laughs> he's fifty. <laughs> he's forty. He's forty. <laughs> he's fifty-one. How is he 51 years old? He looks like about our age or younger. I know, I know. Um, He's in one of my favourite things ever. Um, Not only, you know, he does voices in Bob's Burgers. Does Um, he? Yeah. Um, But he's also in one sketch of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Oh, uh, not the one—the one about sloppy steaks. <laughs> no, not the one about sloppy steaks. <laughs> That's the only one that I've seen. Oh, but it's so good. I need to get on that show. I mean, the episodes are only about fifteen minutes long. Um, yeah, only six episodes per season. Just pop it on and, and watch it. Because that was an instance of the sort of modern phenomenon where you've seen so much chat or joke about a certain meme or thing that you have to go and investigate the source. And I saw a lot of chat about sloppy steaks on Twitter and then I had to go and work out what the hell that was. <laughs> Next time I'm around your son, I'm going to go, oh, he doesn't like me because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I used to be a piece <laughs> of shit. You used to be a real piece of shit. Slick back hair, sloppy steaks. <laughs> um, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, the, 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 do, do watch do watch um, both series. There's a few sketches. I mean, it's, it's probably one of my favourite comedy shows, but there's a few sketches that I think are genuinely some of the funniest things I've ever watched in my life. And myself and my partner, we quote, uh, I think you should leave back and forth with each other constantly. Um, there's one sketch called Baby of the Year in the first season, which is wonderful. There's another one with Will Fort. Uh, where he's a guy, a weird guy on a plane. I don't want to spoil it for you because he's truly fantastic. Um, and and then there's another one with a, a jazz loser named Howie, which I think is, that's probably my most quoted as much as I love the rest of it. <laughs> A jazz um, loser. A jazz loser named named Howie. I'm not going to say more than that. Is this the American equivalent of that sketch in Bernestoon? Jazz is shite. <laughs> oh, Bernestoon. Speaking of Bernestoon, sorry, this is a very tangent-heavy episode, but the, the guys who it's did right, Bernestoon, we'll the um, they've done a new show called The Scots. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Which is like a sort of sitcom with um, sitcom meets sort of spoof of things like Made in Chelsea. Um, and it's, it's extremely funny about this family called the Scots who are Scottish, obviously. Um, and these two very different brothers, essentially. It's very, very funny. Um, it's only just come out and you can watch it on iPlayer. Um, so, so yeah, go and go and watch that. It's extremely funny. Yeah. The, that jazz is shite sketch has me in stitches every time (laughs) I have to post the link. Um, Will, Will Forte's Wikipedia page the pronunciation thing says Forte, so I was right. I don't believe it. And full name Orville so, Willis Forte the Fourth. Forte is a stupid word, and so I refuse to call him that. <laughs> you refuse to acknowledge dynamics in music. I I, I do, and also I refuse to. <laughs> I, I am French at heart, and if you don't put an accent on your vowels, I'm not going to fucking pronounce it like that because that's how you establish that it's pronounced that way. None of this Italian bullshit. 
Sorry, Italy, but your language is wrong. It's a Sorry, Italy, for providing all the words that are used in musical notation. Well, musical notation is for cucks, let's be honest. Yeah. Mu- music We've never used the- it in any of our bands, have we? Music theory is for cucks. Music as a written form is for cucks. Music is all about playing it loud and angrily. <laughs> What's the point I- of, of reading music when you can put on a guitar with too much distortion and pretend you're in a punk band? Yeah, I mean, we've made not much success out of that. (laughs) (laughs) We've not made much success out of doing music properly either. So let's just do it fun. That's what I say. Yeah, we're doing it all, Forte. But, um, well, Forte, my favourite role of his, amongst all lots of really funny stuff that he's done, is in Flight of the Concords, where he's the actor... Um, and they hire him to pretend to be like a guy who's giving them a record deal, and he calls himself Stefan Gucci. <laughs> Very good. Very and good. the kind of absolute breakdown that Murray has when he realizes he, the guy's just an actor is, yeah, a very, very painful but wonderful scene. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. So, yes, he was a brilliant choice to be an extraordinary as Christian Winter, the washed, washed up, like, kind of folky musician. Yes, yeah, he's he's like a sort of um, a, a, a kind of psychedelic pop folk man, isn't he? Yeah, um, I guess I guess it's kind of similar to um, oh, what's his name? Um, Charles Manson, <laughs> not Charles Manson. <laughs> um, Ar- Arthur just... Brown, I guess, is a close. Oh answer. yeah, in terms Fire. of the. F- yeah, in, in, in terms of a yeah. theatrics around what he's wearing and everything like that, um, yeah. it's kind of similar. But um, they made an actual song for him in the film, which I thought was a really, really nice touch. So you don't, you never hear the whole song, but it's like his hit was called Cosmic Woman. Yeah, and the Cosmic way it's Woman. done is really, it sounds exactly like a sort of psychedelic 70s song. It's, and I, I read that, I don't know if you thought this, as like a being a pastiche of um, Devil Woman by Cliff Richard. Yes, yeah. Which is one of those weird songs where like, you can tell the melody was written on a guitar and then the vocalist is just singing words over that awkwardly over that melody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what She's you mean. She's just a devil woman. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those weird songs where it's... When you think of it, you think, that's a vaguely cool song. And then you remember who does it and you go, no, that's not a cool song at all. <laughs> yeah but it always uh, those kinds of songs always make me think of that guy who does this is going to be loads of comedy clips in the show notes of this the guy who does like um tv show themes but with words like grandstand oh yes yeah yeah whose name i've forgotten um it's 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 one of my bugbears by the way is when the guitar line of a song exactly mirrors the the vocal line i hate Mm. it it's one of the things i hate most in music I don't care for it either. Um, get in the bin. Do something different with your guitar, you loser. Yeah. Multitask. That just says, I can't sing and play at the same time. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? Get out of here. What are you doing, Cliff Richard? Yeah, yeah, Cliff. Get out. <laughs> go go do another Millennium Prayer. Yeah. But yeah, he's nothing like the character Christian Winter, who is this kind of psychedelic guy who, yeah. And this film really brilliantly uses sort of like TV, old looking TV clips. And one of them is an interview with him saying that like, yeah, he came to Ireland because he loves the landscape and to get away. And then it, the next scene is him and his like his grumpy wife played by Claudia O'Doherty, who's really funny. And then, 
they're just like arguing and, he, and they're going like yeah he needs to do this ritual so they, so they can have money to like to leave or whatever because they're actually broke yes yeah and that that's the thing is the the royalties have dried up um and so he's doing this and his talent has dried up as well <laughs> he never had any he never had any <laughs> talent did he um, well yeah that's the thing it's not really super explored like this film doesn't really go deep on any of the characters but like it's yeah the implication is that he only ever got where he got through satanic rituals yeah yeah um and so it's 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 yeah it's 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 interesting and and so they're doing this um yeah they're doing this this ritual and um what it needs is it needs it needs a virgin and then that will give him back his powers and he'll be able to have a massive comeback um but it just so happens that the first virgin they find gets killed by the wife somehow we don't quite know how it's just she's ripped in half in one scene after you hear the sickening noise she she keeps interrupting the rituals by asking for chinese food or yelling what's for dinner yeah yeah um and and so they turn their attention to martin martin's daughter um so then you've got this race against time from from rose and martin where they're doing these these it's not really exorcisms it's more counseling it's counseling these ghosts to allow them to pass over (laughs) um and and you've got this very funny montage where they do things like like um resolve the issues of a bin ghost and things like that which just is really funny to watch because again it makes sorry for the joke on the the name of the film but it makes the extraordinary ordinary doesn't it yeah and you can tell that the budget wasn't massive right so like what they've done with actually quite limited resources and no special effects is remarkable because to get stuff like yeah a haunted bin is really really funny or like very few special effects yes it's 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 really well done isn't it you know sometimes the budget does show in some of the cgi scenes um but overall i think they they handle it really well it's used it's used subtly it's used effectively the the demon at the end actually looks pretty damn good it does, but it is still essentially a giant sheet ghost, and I really appreciate that. Yes, yeah, it's a big sheet ghost, but it's a, it's a, it's an intimidating sheet ghost, isn't it? It's yeah, uh, it's it's my Halloween costume every year. I'm very much down with that. <laughs> the intimidating, a big sheet and intimidating ghost. sheet ghost. That's me. Um, <laughs> who is um Astaroth? Who is one of the hell demons of legend? Isn't he? I I turn to you. You're the god man. You're the god a boy. God man. Yeah. All right, god boy. Oh, is... you know the names of the demons. God boy. Oh, god boy. Oh, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to know something about the Bible? It's well boring. It's quite long. <laughs> <laughs> we reached no, a similar I don't think conclusion. Astaroth, I think that's like pagan. Um, that's like pagan mythology. Well, he sounds like a Dungeons and Dragons character. Yeah, Let's be honest. He definitely does. The great Duke of Hell in the first hierarchy with Beelzebub and Lucifer. There you go. But you hear about Lucifer all the time, don't you? What a fucking loser. Lucifer, yeah. more like. <laughs> oh, my daddy doesn't love me. He loves the humans more. I better try and destroy reality. Just fucking suck it up, lad. Boring. Get on with it. I mean, what an example of toxic masculinity is Lucifer. Yeah, um, he's the worst. What a, well, yeah, just fucking chat with your mates. 
just be like i'm a bit sad now and then talk it out and then yeah. your friend astaroth will go it's all right mate it's all right just let him have his humans it's Look. a good lesson in you know sort of in you know just the men should talk things out right yeah exactly him and him and god could have sat down gone gone down the good the god pub and had a couple of pints and just chatted things over and everything yeah. would have been fine and then satan old lucifer he could have remained up in heaven just chilling just vibing um with all of his friends there wouldn't have been the big war humans wouldn't have become big old fallible losers that we are what a yeah completely rubbish situation all round when he could have just chatted about it um did you know that astaroth is a character in the soul caliber video games do you remember soul caliber yeah yeah i never never owned one but played it a lot other like friends houses and stuff it's good fun it's it's street fighter with swords for anyone who knows a little about video games but not a lot and they're 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 good they're good fun games um yeah yeah i i had the original soul blade back in the day on the original playstation i played that played the heck out of it it was super good fun um but yeah so we've got a demon we've got lots of just quite ordinary people and you know we've talked about a couple of the bigger names here i guess in will fort i'm not putting the e on the end um you <laughs> refuse to acknowledge his <laughs> potential italian heritage yeah i'm not doing it um and and claudio doherty as well um has been in some 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 bigger stuff over the years um yeah but i think you know when we're talking about sort of um mave higgins as rose is is really good um barry ward as martin terry chandler as as sailor the sister as well um and then we've we've got a couple of people who turn up in Derry girls as well so uh, siobhan mcsweeney is is boring noreen in the hairdressers um and she plays possibly the best character in Derry girls um who's the i've still not seen it who's you really should it's very funny and they're only going to be doing uh, one more series so there's only going to be three series to watch um so she plays sister michael who's sort of like the the the, the principal of the school um and it's this very sardonic um character very good um and then um jamie beamish as well um he turns up in in Derry girls as well and here he's uh he's the counselor uh brian welsh the county counselor um and uh yeah just just it's these it's these small performances that feel very real they feel very human um and just add so much to this film um and like you said that the 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 um script is whip smart it's very very funny um and very very charming as well in its approach and you know it's it's not it's not trying to be laugh out loud funny with every line it's not a bombastic um a bombastic comedy but there's just these little bits and pieces that um, that just work incredibly well. Yeah, there's loads of really, really enjoyable moments and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like even aside from all the ghost stuff, stuff where like she just comes in from work and she's getting food out the fridge and she just like takes her trousers off. <laughs> <laughs> Which to be fair, who hasn't done that? When I, yeah, when I used to exactly. work in an office and you just come through the door on a hot day, you're just like, oh no, screw this. I'm immediately getting down into my pants. Um, yeah. Sorry for everyone who ever was nosing in my window. 
in, in houses when I went to offices, but you shouldn't have been looking in my window, should you? Oh, are you the naked window neighbour? Because you either have a naked window neighbour or you are the naked window <laughs> I'm neighbor. I'm never right? naked, but maybe in Sussex, just being in your t-shirt and pants when you get home from work counts oh, as naked. Because, you know, we are in a, a very uh, restricted part of the country. People have no, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a place of, of fun. It's a place of purity. Sussex is famously known for its large population of never nudes. <laughs> exactly. Fully clothed showers all round. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just a few examples of sort of, um, of of good lines. I think, you know, we talked about one of the first bits in the film where it gets revealed that his name is Martin Marty. Uh, Martin Martin. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> At the end, he asks Rose to marry her, uh, marry him, and she just sort of smiles and goes, "No." And, and that's the, how the movie ends. And the film ends, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Um, and then you've you've got the little sort of snippets like um, ghosts possessing cheese easily due to the living bacteria in the cheese. Yeah, um, things which like is that. part of the um, the whole mythology around her father, who's a sort of almost like a Garth Marenghi figure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a similar sensibility to it, isn't there? But where he was this like TV medium, and it's all shown in like lo-fi VHS clips of him, and of course he's dead because of something she did that went wrong when she was assisting him when she was a kid. When really he shouldn't have thrown her in at the deep end like that. But anyway, yeah, there are these clips of him that are just perfect of like a sort of old-style medium TV show. Um, where it's all like, yeah, did you have some nightmares? You might have eaten a ghost in the cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then on one of the clips where it shows like ghosts, they're sheet ghosts. And they, and yeah, and they are sheet ghosts. And that leads to one of my my favourite little bits where um, where she's uh, driving through town after she's had the first good night doing the exorcisms with Martin. And she's waving to the various ghosts and possessed things. And so she's waving going, hello, toaster. Hello, branch. Hello, old ghost lady. And the woman goes, hello, back. And she just cheerily says, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> yeah, um, it finds e- easy and enjoyable comedy in the everyday and combining that with the sort of yeah what if ghosts idea yeah yeah and and the two things work very well together don't they um you know because it, it's almost much like how ghostbusters was about a, a tech startup run by assholes this is kind of the <laughs> sorry ghostbusters fans out there um I, I also love ghostbusters but they are truly awful human beings and that's kind of the point and if you didn't get that then maybe try and rewatch it um <laughs> so ghostbusters is good but it's overrated i don't necessarily think it's overrated i mean maybe by dude bros on the internet it's overrated yeah if you're if you're just a casual watcher i still think it's very funny what i'd say is underrated is ghostbusters 2 which i think is also very good but people always say that it's terrible um yeah that's not fair and have you seen the the all-female ghostbusters no i haven't actually it's fine um people obviously it's one of those movies where people loved it or hated it, but in reality, actually, it didn't deserve either reaction. Um, it's yeah. it's not as good as the original films, um, but I think that's to do with the way that um, that Paul Feig kind of let them ad lib and sort of play off each other a bit too much. Where Ghostbusters, you kind of need to have a, a little bit more structure and scripting around it because it's not 
it's not bridesmaids (laughs) it's it needs it needs something more structural around it and so it kind of drags on a bit and some of the jokes don't land but overall it's fine um all the people that hated it are just they just hated it because they wanted to hate it all the people that love it should see better movies um that's kind of how it (laughs) how it lands with me anyway there's much better films out there to watch but it's not offensive it's not terrible yeah that that's what i gather and yeah i'll get around to it at some point are you going to watch the new Ghostbusters? This is the one with Finn Wolfhard, right? Uh, yes, Finn Wolfhard is is wolfing hard, and then Paul Rudd is in it as well. Oh yeah, he's rudding hard. <laughs> um, when's it out? I think it's late this year. I think they're going for a. Huh. I think it was supposed to be a summer blockbuster, and then it got delayed because of COVID. So I think they. Am I going to have to go to a cinema this year? Probably. Um, whether it's I don't worth know how it I feel not. about going to the cinema. Yeah, I've been to the cinema a few times. Um, went to go and see uh, the Green Knight. Oh yeah, you didn't. You told me about it briefly, but yeah, again, what is it good? It is I, good. I, I do yes. really want to see that. I would say it's not as good as people say it is. Um, people have been talking about it as this complete tour de force, which is often the case with A24's output, isn't it? Yeah, Where, like, actually, I think... it is good, but it's gets it gets a decent amount of critical hype. Yeah, I think I think with A24, some films that they do really hit that sweet middle ground where they're still accessible and engaging, but also incredibly pretty and thematically interesting, like um, Midsummer, like Midsummer, yeah, or like Hereditary before it, or um, uh, oh, I've forgotten the name of it. Uh, the one about it's it's there's some virus and there's a family living in the woods in a house. Um, uh, directed by Joel Edgerton, I think. Let me try and see if I can find it. COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's called. It's called COVID nineteen. Um, it's uh, it's but yeah. Some sometimes their output is incredibly good, but other times it leans a little bit too far into the pretension category. Um, yeah, and I think I think the Green Knight kind of uh, it it comes at night. Is the one I was thinking of. It's oh, a very right, yeah. interesting film. I've not seen that. Um, he didn't direct it; he just starred in it. But it's it's a good it's a good movie. Um, and I think the the Green Knight kind of slightly leans too much into the art house element to be truly engaging on that level, and it makes a few a few plot choices that I don't necessarily think tie in thematically with the source text. And you know me; I don't really care if things are point for point exactly the same as the original material. But I think yeah. I think there needs to be a thematic through road in some way that makes it work. I mean, the, the key example of that is um, Starship Troopers by Paul Verhoeven, which mm. is very, very different from the source text, but realised that the, the book is about fascism. The film is about fascism. It just doesn't say fascism equals good. It says fascism equals bad, which is what annoyed a lot of fans of Starship Troopers, the book, when it came out. But, it, but thematically, it did it did match what the original source text had in it. Whereas I think the Green Knight varies it a little bit too much and so dilutes itself a little in the process. But it is beautiful. The performances are great. Um, So it's worth watching, definitely. If you've got an Amazon Prime subscription, then just watch it on there. Um, I I enjoyed watching it in the cinema, and I think in the cinema was the best place to view it. But if you're not comfortable going to the cinema, it's not the kind of... 
movie that if you don't see it there, you're not going to get it. Um, yeah, it's not like The Irishman. <laughs> no, it, it's it's not like um, it's not like uh, <laughs> what's what's it called? Um, uh, <laughs> it's it's not like The Room where you need to sit in the, the cinema to to truly yeah. appreciate its glory. <laughs> no. Are you are you going speaking to speaking of Irish men? <laughs> speaking of Irish men, yeah. Should we get back on track? I was going to say, are you going to go and see the new Bond movie, um, which once again has a villain who's got facial disfigurements because that's cool in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Yeah. How else will you know that he's evil? How will you know he's a bad guy if he's not got a bad face? Yeah. Um. <laughs> fucking stupid it really annoys me and and my my partner pointed out that the last three fucking james bond movies have all had this for the for the daniel craig era of bond movies only one of them hasn't had a villain who's had something weird going on in their face yeah um and that is um uh what's the one that you hate (laughs) The one, quantum the quantum got, of solace. Well, yeah, quantum of solace. The ones that have all got really bad names: quantum of solace, spectre, and skyfall. <laughs> so, yeah, so so Casino Royale. You've got Le Chiffre played brilliantly by Mads Mikkelsen, but he bleeds blood from his eye. Yeah. Um, quantum of solace. You've got a weird little French dude. Uh, that's all I remember about his character. But then in in Skyfall, you've got facial disfigurement in um inspector you've got facial disfigurement in no time to die you've got two facial disfigurements oh, two. It's just, yeah because i think isn't um Going isn't christopher a... volts back in it as blowfelt again i don't know um two wrongs then, make a right and then um you've got um rami malek as the main villain um, and it's just like, for fuck's sake, guys, get over it. And if you haven't paid attention to the real world recently, a lot of the real villains <laughs> in society are are normal-looking white men. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> like describe James Boris Bond. Johnson as normal-looking, but, you know, you Like know James I mean. Bond. Yeah. James Bond should be the villain. Yeah, he's the worst. I don't like him. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> anyway. I'll, I'll probably go and see it, but I do like the fact that Daniel Craig clearly recognised that James Bond is a bad piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, when, whenever you see it, uh, uh, a um, an interview with him where he discusses who Bond is, he's always saying that he's basically a sociopathic monster. Yeah. James like, Bond yeah, turns up at the, the hotel bar, starts talking to the barman. He goes, "I used to be a real piece of shit." <laughs> Give me a steak, sloppy, not <laughs> sloppy, not stirred, <laughs> sloppy, not stirred. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Um, so, but but one thing I am very excited about with Daniel Craig is the Knives Out sequel. Whenever that lands, oh, I need to see um, that. Have you have you not seen Knives Out? No, it looks good. Oh, you should you should definitely. Watch I've heard it. nothing very, but good, good things. It's it's very good. And then the sequels got um, Daniel Craig again, um, but then the cast is Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, Janelle Monae, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, um, Ethan Hawke. It's yeah, equally just as good as the the cast of the original. It's I like uh, all of those people. Yes, yeah, and then you you know the you know the cast of Knives Out, don't you? Yeah, um, with uh, with Chris Evans in beautiful fluffy jumpers, um, <laughs> being the main the the key drawer of of everyone. Um, but yeah, you you should watch Knives Out. It's very good. It's very good. A nice little mystery film. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get around to it. But um, but yeah, we do have um 
other stuff to talk about in Extraordinary, I suppose. Is there anything else you'd like to Yeah, they make like to Ghostbusters jokes, don't they? There's a they bit do. where he says, who are you going <laughs> to yes. call? Um, and, and they're talking about ectoplasm, and, and Martin says, like in Ghostbusters, and she replies, oh, I haven't read it. Yeah, <laughs> which is very funny. And it's sort of, it, it's set in an unspecified time period in the past. You, you can vaguely date it by the fact that she's using a Nokia 3310, so you're assuming it's about about like what ninety nine two thousand, but everyone's driving old cars and everything's old. Yeah, yeah, it's it's some time period, isn't it? Um, it's it's not like the ancient past, but it's it's not quite now. Um, and and it handles it incredibly well. And what what I do like is obviously this is a movie, an an actual Irish movie, and it feels very Irish, doesn't it? Not yeah. like Leap Year. <laughs> you know um and instead you know that the characters of of christian winter and his wife they almost they almost are an example of the the foreign idea of what ireland is because he's talking about it as this mystical simple country (laughs) and it's just like fuck's sake man Um, yeah i i think in many ways the fact that that's the the villain and then he ends up getting dragged into hell in the portal is quite is yeah, it's like a bit of a dig at that, but it's a light-hearted dig at that, isn't it? Yeah, it's not yeah. trying to take it like it's some massive problem. It's just like, yeah, we know that people think this about Ireland. It's a bit stupid. Here you go. Yes, yeah, precisely. It's it, this isn't a movie that's got a got sharp barbs for anyone really. Um, no, it's just a very, it's a very clever little sweet film that you will enjoy. And yeah, and it's not that long. It's kind of a perfect ninety minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's basically ninety minutes long. It's it's perfect. Yeah, it's a really really enjoyable, light hearted, fun comedy that's perfect for this month. And it's not scary, so you know. I mean, I think if you if you don't like any kind of scary content at all, then that might put you off. But it's yeah, it makes very very good use of sort of horror tropes without sort of trying too hard on anything. I think it really. It tries exactly enough, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a movie that clearly understands and respects the horror genre, um, but can still have those pastiche elements and use them effectively. Um, and I think, you know, it, it all comes down to understanding, doesn't it? And this movie has has loads of awareness about it. Yeah. And Martin, when he's... He, his very, very good performance, pretending half the time to be possessed by his angry dead wife. <laughs> it's extremely good it's very very good um which again yeah is it's 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 a really nice little sort of flip back and forth from that character isn't it it's very funny yeah um but yeah so extraordinary worth watching i'd say absolutely worth watching very very good thank you for digging this out because i'd not even heard of it oh no no quite all right I, i like i said i saw it a couple of years ago and absolutely loved it and so, um, yeah, thought mm, this is the kind of thing that Paddy would like. Let's let's give this a go. Yeah, um, it, it is... has an approval rating of ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, oh, good, very good. Congratulations to it for the arbitrary number from a site that means nothing. Yep. <laughs> sorry, Rotten Tomatoes. All reviews sorry. are fake. <laughs> fake reviews, except for us. Um, except for us. So, speaking of reviews, how are we going to to rate this bad boy? Um. Let's see. How many ghosts did you eat in your cheese? Oh, so that's... Uh, I, I, I'm i going to be having some bad ghost cheese dreams tonight because I ate a grand total of 18. 
um, 18 cheese ghosts. Oh yeah, wow, you're stinking it up. But so am I. I. Am. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. It's, it's very yeah. high score, worthy of the high score. And and it is worthy. This is a lovely little film that I think more people deserve to watch. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, do 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 track it down and give it a view. It's really fun and engaging. Yep. So uh, up next, oh, where to go next? Oh, so I'm you f- you know what we're doing over the next three weeks there's three to go but you you haven't decided on the order well i I was gonna think it over as part of this episode whether to go really grim or mildly grim (laughs) right Um, do you you want me to choose (laughs) no 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 let's um let's we we've done ghosts haven't we so we yes. went demons, ghosts. So how about we go vampires next? Yeah, and let's we'll do go, that. We'll go Byzantine. You know I'm a good. You know I'm a vampire man. Yeah, you're you're a fan of the vamps. So yeah, let's 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 go watch let's go watch Byzantine next. I'm a fan of the vamps, the band. <laughs> Sorry, Byzantium. It's not Byzantine, is it? It's Byzantium. I was just looking it up. I was like Byzantine. I heard of that. Oh, Byzantium. <laughs> Byzantium, Byzantium yes. movie, 2012. Is that the right one? Yeah, yeah, that's right. With Shersha Ronan oh. in it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, Byzantium. Let's let's watch that. Let's not watch an, an as yet undisc- un- undiscovered movie called Byzantine. Let's go with Byzantium, please. You can see where my brain has gone this week, which is into a puddle of its own mush. <laughs> yeah, the puddle of its own ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Byzantium. Sweet, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I love a vampire film. This looks really good. I've not heard of this before, so yeah, very excited to see it. Awesome, cool. All right, well, we hope you're really really enjoying Halloween month so far. We've watched two pretty good films and two very very different films. So if you haven't seen either of them, then please do go and check them out. If you have, we hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about them. Um, there's a link in our show notes where you can give us money. It's kind of like a tip jar. You can tweet us at BigBoysDon'tPod. You can email us, BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com if you want to tell us about your experience with eating a ghost. Yeah, how would you eat a ghost? How do what you eat what? yours? <laughs> what's 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 how would how do you eat yours from? Is that cheese Cream strings? Eggs. Cream eggs. What's the cheese string one? That's something similar, isn't it? Yeah, but cheese strings are fucking disgusting. I would rather eat a ghost than a cheese string. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what cheese strings are made out of. Maybe they're made out of ghosts. Well, there you go. So, Extraordinary is a 100% true film. <laughs> it's exactly true. Believe in the power of the sheet ghost. <laughs> and we'll be back next week to talk about Byzantium. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.